Welcome to Rhythm, a podcast on being in balance through conversations with the Swami. Namaste, Rhythm listeners. My name is Sunil. I'm back with Swami Tadananda. How are you, Swamiji? I'm good, Sunil. Thank you. How are you? Good, thank you. Good, good. In an earlier episode, we talked about emotional well-being. We live in communities with our families, wife, husband, parents, kids, and also the wider community, including work colleagues. We interact with people, we give and we receive. And we have expectations of people that are around us. Sometimes these relationships bring a source of unhappiness and impacts our emotional well-being. Swamiji, the question today is, does the Vedanta teachings have something to say about how we could approach this common problem? Sure, Sunil. As a general rule in Vedanta, we say, the source of all our miseries is ignorance. And when we bring in the light of the knowledge of Vedanta, then you'll find that automatically the darkness of ignorance disappears. So here we try to bring that understanding in relationships, objectively. Sometimes we are not very, very objective. And therefore, we don't see things uh, with that same clarity. We color it with our expectations and all that. So let us say, any relationship, there is some transaction. Some give and some take is there. It could be like a very business transaction, customer and shopkeeper. It could be a family transaction, you know. People get married. Both parties have some expectation of each other. And so long it's a good match and they continue to fulfill that expectation, we are happy. It's a happy relationship. Same thing at work. Employer and employee both have an expectation that you try to sort out in the interview and there's a contract. And both are fulfilling that. Both parties are happy. But if one of them begins and fails to fulfill that party and then the relationship begins to sour and at some point uh, it it might be a separation, <laughs> firing or whatever. Same thing happens in other relationships also. So, we have to understand right in the beginning that we entered in those relationships at our own free choice with some expectations, both parties. And now and then, and now that we are caught with those expectations, you know, I need the job, I need the money type of thing. I don't like the job, but I'm still going to put up with that because I need that money. So you're bound by it. You get married and you have children. Maybe a relationship, you don't find out after some time that the other person is not what you had imagined or expected. And as you discover that, you know, you get a bit disillusioned. Yes. But then you have children, you've got duties and responsibilities, and you can't walk out of that. So you might just suffer in silence or somehow try to make, but not happy, miserable. Yes. And many people go through that in so many ways. So each case will be different, but as some general principles we can share with people to review or reflect. And when you can't change the external situation, we can always change the subjective side, our side. Okay. Right. And so the suffering is in our own mind. Okay. Yes, it's not. It's not. He's not the other person. One person is maybe is totally detached and don't care, but the other person could be totally suffering. So the 
the sufferings in the mind of the sufferer and he is the one who has to take the medicine and sort that out you are one yes no one can enter into that person's mind maybe somebody might give some counseling have some sweet talk some advice but ultimately the person has to heal himself knowledge is a great power spiritual knowledge and so the way to approach this is to be very very objective detach look at your own mind in a non judgmental way and and not trying to be what you call be clinical and surgical call a spade a spade type of thing so let us take an example of a husband and wife to be there might be a very common situation like that so two people think that this would be a good pairing they have some expectations i need a wife husband fulfills my life's journey we'll have children we'll live happily ever after all that story that we hear after some time most many i'm a monk i do not know but many people <laughs> say hey, that's not the reality hits but then you are in the journey you are committed to it and you try to make it work all that goes on so long both people are able to adjust adapt with each other's um shortcomings or whatever is there and make it work it's going good right but at some point life is trying to teach you whatever you have the illusion and whatever is the reality are two different things wake up from that illusion the happiness that you thought was there probably was the momentarily maybe it's not there permanently wake up to that the security that you felt would come from the other person in your life maybe this was there for a while or is there still in some degree but it's not in the measure that you expecting the love and respect that you expecting to be there all the time is not they are in that same measure and so it's, so it's always these expectations yeah. across all this spectrum of things that we wanted expectations these expectations yeah. are there are very high they're not being met at that level had and therefore we try to make adjustments and mostly it's not i'm going to change my expectations it always is about blaming the other party and say hey can you match it up you know you were so good before you were doing all these things why don't do this you know so like, so it's like i'm demanding it becomes more of a demand yes. you know expectation can be you know could be mild hint in something it could be uh, obsessive demanding certain type of thing and another party might succumb to it and it's a very one way abusive relationship there are extremes of things people suffer under that you know one enjoys who is abusive the other one suffers the other party it's not yes. a balanced type of thing different levels very complicated is there but yeah. at the end of the day if the person is trying who's miserable try to look this so uh and i'm not saying that this is the same formula that's going to work all the way at certain point different people will take different steps but the first approach could be about making that subjective change in yourself and you say this is the reality he is this person that came in my life he or she has brought me so much joy and happiness i'm grateful to that person for sharing that life with me okay so gratitude comes i'm not demanding anything thank you for everything you have brought in my life maybe that is much all that you have to offer mm. in my illusion i had expected so much more that was my problem that i expected some so much it's like you know you employ somebody and you think that this person is going to deliver all this wonderful output work and that person is not able to deliver it and then you get upset with that guy and say you know hide you for this it's my mistake that i did not evaluate you properly yes you know 
I should not be blaming that person. That person, he said, I came with these things. I am giving my best. This is all I have to offer. So the employer says, he comes to the reality and accepts the limitations and rectifies oneself subjectively. This person is good for this particular job. I should give him that type of responsibility. Should not promote him in the manager when he's good enough to be a flow worker. Yes. He's very good at that level. But because I think I can get more out of him, I promote him. And now he's not able to deliver. Then I get upset with that guy. I say, why you're so good at the flow level and now you're so... He says, I never asked for the promotion. You have given me that promotion. You asked. Yeah. And now you're up putting additional pressure on me. Yes. And blaming me. That's classic Swamiji. We are, at, you know, we are going through some of those things at work. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people go through things like that at work when we um, promote people yes. beyond beyond what their current capability is. Yes. And then we see them fail and then we yes. blame them. Blame them. Yeah. For being lazy or not being yeah. competent or working hard Correct. enough. Correct. And that happens all yeah. the time. See that um, at a few places. So. Yeah. So here, what would be when we, uh, what would be our approach would be? We review our expectation and say, are we being realistic? And we most of the time we'll find that, yeah, the problem is with us. Okay. We acknowledge what the other person has to offer. We're grateful. We put them in the right place. They deliver what they're capable of. That's the best fit. Find another person who will take the next responsibility. But just by pushing somebody who's doing a very good job, now you have disturbed his output, made his life miserable, and made yourself miserable, and blaming all the responsibility on the other person. So, it's a, it's a good example. How do, we, how do we apply that to the husband-wife? It's a bit more complex. You can't just go, mm. but your level was this. I'm going to reduce you to the level. I'm going to find another one. <laughs> it's not yeah. very simple as that. Monks, I can't tell very much about, but let me see the application <laughs> of it. So, how would that be? Yes, you get married to somebody. Okay, we expect, have certain expectations. That person will bring you happiness. And you'll share your life, give and take, be there for each other, taking care of food, clothing, shelter, and all those things. Uh, not lonely, have a companion in your spiritual, in your journey of life, and all those things. Sharing good times, bad times, and all those type of things happen. While that's going good, we're happy with each other. But people are not fixed static things. People change. Life changes. They learn, they move on. And sometimes when our expectations are fulfilled, then you might not need the other person so much more. All right. And, and therefore, that, you know, that transaction of giving and taking is not the same. Okay. Yes. The approach would be to view every relationship with gratitude. Not as an obligation, not as a demand that is to be fulfilled. People are in the spiritual journey. We are spiritual travelers. We come into each other's lives to share whatever we give to somebody that should be received with grace, with gratitude. And if you say, it might not be, it might be a whole life of relationship, it might be even short even there. Who knows, you know, what are the, um, what we might say, the prarabdha, the karma that has brought into a relationship. But, if we take care that we do not have unrealistic expectations for this, Okay, that's something we can take care of, just like unrealistic expectations of the employer and 
employee type of thing and we see that we are not attached to that person relationship and attachment are two different things relationship is not a problem it is the attachment to things that is a problem is a mental tentacle of this octopus that goes and grips something and says that is mine and it should behave the way i want it to do it should stand up and sit down and that makes me happy it will do the the things that i want and if it's not doing then i'm not happy it was so nice you behaving so well nicely now you're not saying hello to me in the morning you know and that so i'm bit not happy with you type of thing you know it's it's just that expectation and that attachment that is the the more pro, the problem suppose you let that go let me give an example it's yes. always good to blame is easy to blame the other person yes suppose there's a vehicle with a chain or rope hanging behind it somebody holds it and the vehicle begins to move and he falls down and is being dragged on the ground he's getting cut bruised bleeding and he's crying and now he's blaming the vehicle for dragging him <laughs> while he might be you know really he's holding it he can let go yeah and that puts an end to the relationship uh, that uh, suffering but then is that what would be the solution do we let go do we separate do we get divorced or this yes many people might say that is the clear cut but if they do not let go mentally yes even the physical separation has gone or divorce has happened but the other party or the other person has not let go mentally and they will continue to suffer yes attachment here means mental attachment yes the suffering is a mental thing remember it's not a physical thing no one is coming and beating you it's a mental thing you're getting mentally beaten and not the other person you're beating yourself basically yes on it so you might look it in a in a different way of not having that expectation or attachment to this it could be even attachment we get attached to everything basically you know it could be attached to money a position and job house a car or cat or dog wife or husband or children it's all these things that i where we squander the freedom of ourselves to these things with the expectation that they will make me happy but with every one of those little actions we surrender our freedom to them and we have become enslaved by them in the sense now they control my happiness and sometimes they will take me up and sometimes they will take me down we dance to that music it could be the person who's now happy with me greets me nicely and now tomorrow next day did not greet me so he feels you know see it's easy to blame that person he's not nice to me but it is i who have given my freedom of my happiness to that person can i take that back right you see so it's a subtle thing there in everything is a handshake okay two people are involved but our control is in our hand yes and that is something you can do about so we go back into our mind and look at ourselves objectively and say hi hey, this is something i can continue that relationship continue to do my duty and responsibility because you always can't walk out of it yes all right but can i do it with detachment let's see the detachment or non attachment is the secret of success and happiness yes so still being together being together 
but mentally detached yeah. in that you're not holding on, you're not having that high level of expectations, and, and therefore there's nothing to be uh, unhappy about. Afterwards. Yeah, and then it's not a negative level letting go of something. In Vedanta, you can transform it in a, from a positive direction, a more enlightened understanding of that relationship. Right. It could be like, I'm a spiritual being. This is another spiritual being. We are all free beings. Everyone has got a free will. I like my free will. I want to be respected. But I should also give that same freedom to the other person. Okay, I accept that. No. And people will behave in ways that might not totally be according to my liking. That's fine. Yes. It's not going to be a hundred percent obligatory, you know, in every way. So we can discuss this a little bit more. It's a very interesting thing. But there are so many situations. The fundamental idea is to not blame the other person, yes. not blame the external situation, the boss, the company, the weather, the government, the <laughs> inner external things which are beyond our control. Otherwise, we just become people no one wants to keep uh, our company because we make we are miserable, we make everyone miserable. Whinging, grumbling, complaining type of thing. That's not a good yes. uh, way to interact. We can look at our own selves and change our perspective and approach. And that's where the bigger picture of life comes. In the light, we go from the two dimensions to the three dimension. The solution is always at a higher dimension to the problem that we are talking about. This is a very, this is a very useful and very good principle to solve problems in any situation, whether at work, uh, office, uh, practical problem, engineering, whatever you might say, or a relationship or a spiritual sense. We can discuss this. It's about constructing. Maybe I should give a challenge to our listeners. So here's the challenge. Take six matchsticks. And using those six matchsticks, construct four equilateral triangles. Each triangle should have the full length of the matchstick. Okay? Six matchsticks. Yes. Four equilateral triangles. And it's possible to do it. Yes. But you'll discover something when you find the answer. And that will give us a very powerful hint about how we should approach a problem. About perspectives. About about where the solution to a problem truly lies. Okay. Let's give this to our listeners and we take this up and uh, and then we'll use this example when people are seeking a solution to a problem or what, whatever problem, emotional problem or even the worldly problem uh, and point out where a true solution lies. Okay. Right. Thank you, Samaji. And it was quite deep today. I hope it's a benefit to the listeners and they'll be able to reflect on, on these discussions today. Thank you, Samaji. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you for listening. Being in balance, rhythm. For more information, please visit www.vedanta.nz.